Hi, friends. Welcome to the Rock Your Joy podcast. I'm your host, Anya Rock, a woman, artist, entrepreneur, mom, and high-performance coach. I'm working on becoming the best version of myself and inspiring others to do the same. This is my invitation to you to be part of the collective shifting of consciousness. Let's choose love. Let's choose joy. And let's rock your joy one day at a time. Hi, friends. Welcome back. If I say the word personal branding to you, what comes to mind? Do you think of corporations, influencers, someone on social media, someone in a magazine, something other than you? Well, my guest today wants every one of us to understand the opportunity that we have to make the world better by creating and clarifying our personal brand, each and every one of us. Jessica Zweig is the CEO and founder of Simply Be, a premier personal branding company based in Chicago. Fueled by the belief that personal branding isn't a vanity play, but an opportunity to make the world a better place, Zweig and her female-led team at Simply Be have gained a national reputation for defining and enhancing the personal brands of corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and creatives, transforming them into recognized industry experts and thought leaders. A dynamic and highly sought-after speaker and presenter, Zweig has spoken on national and international stages, including those of Google, Mind Valley, Microsoft, Kellogg School of Management, Pinterest, Blackstone Investments, and Virgin. Zweig has facilitated masterminds and workshops teaching the power of personal branding to corporations such as Heineken, Nike, Red Bull, Bank of America, and more. In 2019, Zweig signed a book deal with Sounds True Publishing, a Macmillan imprint for her book, Be, a no-bullshit guide to increasing your self-worth and your net worth by simply being you. Jessica currently resides in Chicago with her husband and two dogs, Zooey and Don Julio, and I'm thrilled to have her on the show to share her vision of branding, where we're moving toward, and how to simply be and find real joy in that freedom. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Oh my gosh, Anya, I'm so happy to be here. It's such a pleasure. For those that don't know you and your story, Jessica Zweig, amazing entrepreneuress, tell us a little bit about your journey to where you are today. Well, it's been a long journey. I can't believe it. I'm going to be 40 in like six weeks. I don't even know whoop, whoop. how the heck that happened. So I've been around the block a minute and I started my career in, when I was 26 as an entrepreneur. And this was back in 2008. So my my entrepreneurial career kind of took off right at the dawn of like social media, you know, the the, the genesis of Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and I ran an online magazine for women at that time. That was my first company. So right now I'm the founder and CEO of a company called Simply Be Agency. But prior to this business that I now have been running for about four and a half years, I ran an online magazine for seven years as a super green, super inexperienced, and totally naive founder of, a, of an online digital platform for women that by a bit of gumption and being in the right place at the right time, uh, really scaled it to the largest online platform for for millennial women in the Midwest. This was for like 2008 to 2014. Learned a lot, grew my network, sharpened my skills, and made pretty much all of my biggest mistakes. And mm-hmm. learned 
you know, from those mistakes and have really applied them to simply be agency from a, you know, success leadership standpoint, I, I really do credit my success running my business today to the fact that I had another business that in many ways was a failure and was able to apply those hard knock life lessons towards this. And, you know, I come up in the digital space and I was building a brand at the time. And when I left that magazine to start what is now simply be agency, that crossroads moment was really my aha moment about the power and the concept even of a personal brand, because I had built my own personal brand running, running that magazine, like as face and founder of it, but I didn't see it at the time. I didn't see it until I left that magazine to start Simply Be and realized the leverage I had by having a name in the market, by having a reputation that was independent of my own business. And that really set me on this course to take all that I had learned in the digital marketing space. I mean, running that magazine, my clients were Nike and BMW and Miller Coors and Coca-Cola, who were also navigating the social space at the same exact time I was. And I was literally in the rooms with those marketers from those companies learning and partnering with them. So I got my real life MBA in a way from working with, with those brands, running the marketing and sales side of the magazine. So I decided now that I had this like kind of newfound understanding of the power of a personal brand, I saw a white space in the market. I'm like, why don't I create a marketing and branding consultancy that helps people versus companies? And that was really the dawn of Simply Be Agency. And now we're you know, an internationally recognized personal branding firm. We have clients all over the world. I have a staff of 17 people. Can you believe that, Anya? 17 Whoa. people work for me now. It's crazy. And I uh, wrote a book and just came out this year. And really at the end of the day, I, I like to believe that I'm really helping to rewrite the perception of personal branding with my work, that it's not about ego. It's not about self-service. It's about being of service. And that we all have a unique divine light inside of us. And it's our responsibility to shine that light so that we can change the world one person at a time. So that is the high hybrid story, the cliff's notes of um, you know, what what's brought me here. So let's jump right into your new book because it was awesome. Oh my gosh, thank you. It's called Be a No Bullshit Guide to Increasing Your Self-Worth and Your Net Worth by Simply Being You. And you really talk about your own personal journey, which you kind of gave us the cliff notes of, but you, and not only in the book, but watching you through your social media channels and you know the work that we've done together, you are really transparent about kind of the difference between creating an image and letting people into the authenticity of who you are. And I think even the word personal brand is a word, we kind of understand it, but we don't. So from your lens, what does it mean to really have a personal brand and how have you found that through this search for authenticity? I love this question. There are so many ways I could answer it. That, you know, there is, a, there is a misconception about it. And of course, people think personal brand equals image and the external exterior perception. And there, there are people who approach it from that angle. And mm -hmm. I don't find them to be that resonant. It's really the people who I call the, the journey of building your personal brand is the journey within to really know yourself and to understand what makes you, you unapologetically. And guess what? You're not perfect. No matter how mm -hmm. successful 
or good looking or high profile, whatever you might be on, like you've been through stuff. And it's when we really crack into not only sharing that stuff, but why sharing that stuff is valuable for other people. That is the the distinction of authenticity versus manufactured authenticity, like real authenticity. And for me, like you could really kind of divide my career into two chapters, right? It's like my first chapter, seven years running this mag- magazine where I was like, Chicago's eight girl. I was working, you know, six nights a week going out, like partying, hosting these events. My picture was printed in every single monthly glossy socialite magazine. Like I was that girl and it was a mess. I wasn't happy. I was out of alignment. My business was broken. And when I really broke down through kind of towards the end of that chapter and had a breakthrough to really go actually on the, on the path of a spiritual journey and to really get into alignment. And then build a second business from that, not only that point of view, but that, that state of being, the game changed. Everything started to flow. Like things started to fall into alignment. I felt more connected to a purpose. I was embodied in my truth and it wasn't a repellent. It was a magnet. I, I began to sort of validate my own sort of theory, like, what if we really truly were honest and authentic and put ourselves out there with love and light and service and, and our shadow and like what comes back around. And it's funny that my clients are, are executives and CEOs, you know, of, you know, many of them running multi-million dollar companies who are, or are hungry for this authenticity to get on the internet mm-hmm. and to showcase the humanity that lives inside of them and their, therefore their companies. And that's really how you cut through in the internet today. It's not just a feel-good tactic. It's an actual business strategy. Authenticity, Mm -hmm. it can be. And so that has really fired me up more than anything is to really rewrite the perception. Because here's the thing, like we're all just walking projections and I've been projected upon my whole life. Like people think I'm something I'm totally not. And I love proving them wrong. (laughs) And it's like, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of love and depth and character here. Um, and I think we're all just mis- we're, we're walking through the world projecting onto each other. And when we really step forward and tell the truth and set the example of being who we really are without apology, we give other people the permission to do that too. And mm-hmm. that's my mission is to bring more humanity to, to the way we, we work because that's where we work, like business, fortunately and unfortunately kind of runs the world. And so if we have real human beings who are operating as such at the top, it'll trickle down. And that's that's really what I, I think I'm here to do. Okay, in the preface of your book, and I'm gonna read this, you say, quote, when you free yourself to simply be yourself, your confidence grows, your joy expands, and your value increases. This is a daily practice, not a destination. In picking up this book, you have officially begun your own journey towards simply being, which I love beautiful, end quote. It's a beautiful invitation. What are those daily practices? What does that really look like when you break it down? Because it is not a destination, right? This is a journey. But I, And I, again, have been watching you and listening to your podcast. And I love that you really share some of these. But for those that are new to you and maybe trying to find a way to live in more authenticity? What are the practices that you have 
created for yourself to bring that joy? Well, you know that I'm a deeply spiritual person. So I'll start there in in my own practical way. So I journal, uh, I journal all the time. It's a, almost a daily practice. And I've really allowed myself to like, let it rip in my journals so that I can really process, you know, my feelings, my perspectives. I don't try to write beautifully. It's just con- like conscious spewing thoughts. And that has been real mirror for me in a most, in the most personal and intimate way of like, what's really on my heart? What, what am I really going through? Like getting super honest with myself, with myself. Like I, I call your journal the best therapist you could, you free therapist you could ever, ever find. I meditate. I really try to find moments of solitude. I think we live really busy, hectic lives filled with push notifications and emails and schedules and demands. And if you can really find space every single day to be with yourself, to connect with yourself, whether it's, you know, a walk to work you take with headphones and beautiful music, whether it's, you know, shutting down your phone an hour before bed and and taking a bubble bath and telling your husband, like, you need to leave me alone for the next hour. Like these little micro moments of solitude, I just find to be absolutely essential for me to connect with myself, surrounding yourself with the right people. Like I, I've cut out people in my life who do not respect, honor, and cherish who I am. And like, I don't have toxic women in my life. I don't have toxic friendships. I just, I learned, I've learned along the way. I just have zero space for that in my life because who you are is absolutely amazing. And you, you shouldn't be around people who feel, make you feel anything other than that. Of course you want to be challenged to grow, but that's my fourth, my fourth tip is I've, I've hired a lot of help. (laughs) I call it like my spiritual support staff. Like I have a team, 17 people that help me run simply the agency. I've hired about, I have about four practitioners that help me run Jessica's Wag. And that's my, my therapist, my Reiki healer, my uh, Kundalini breathwork teacher and uh, my life coach. Like I have, I mean, it's an investment, but I, it's an investment in me. And those are the people that hold mirrors up to me. Like I lean into the work. Like I do the work. I don't like to play it safe. You know, I mean, feedback is really hard. Going back and excavating your inner child wounds is really painful. Like, but mm-hmm. you got to do that stuff so that you can be integrated. And an integrated person is an authentic person. When you really feel like you have nothing to hide or you have nothing to be ashamed of, or you own all of the bits and pieces of you. And so those are some practical and somewhat maybe not so practical things that I do. And I consume content from things that inspire me. I really try to stay away from like vapid, shallow crap on the internet. Like I feed my brain with things that inspire me and show me how to rise in my own bar. And that is, that's, that's kind of, what I, what I do play big, make mistakes and learn as well. And protect your energy. It sounds like. Yes, absolutely. Protect it big time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You also talk about, I love that idea of not only you said a therapist and a life coach and Reiki, this whole holistic team that helps Jessica run, which we all need really, whether it's three or four practitioners or how we, how we line it up. But it sounds like you're really prioritizing you and your energy in this process in order to go out and be of service to other people. 
I have to, I have to, Mm -hmm. I mean, and this is a message for all women who are listening, because I think whether you're running a family or you're running a business, like we typically put ourselves last and it's a common theme, but radical self-care, like radical boundaries. It is so hard. And yet this is the reframe that I've had. When you draw the boundary to radically fill up your own cup, you are actually doing the highest service to your community, to your family, to your team, to your clients, because that's how you show up at your highest for them. So by sacrificing yourself, you're actually sacrificing them. And I had that aha moment a while back and it's still hard. There are still days when I'm like, can I really take five days off of work? I'm going to miss, I'm going to lose, I'm selfish, whatever. Like, And yet in order for me to show up, the other 300 and plus days of the year, you know, I take more time off than five days a year, but you get my point is like, that is my gift ultimately to the people that I serve. And if you don't, no one's going to. Exactly. You have no choice. Yeah. This comes up a lot for entrepreneurial women, right? That it's so hard. It's harder. In fact, somebody did a study of companies that don't have vacation time, you can kind of take as much as you need, that people actually statistically take less. So as an entrepreneur and as a woman, this is even more important for us. Yes. To really create this. I love the radical boundaries. I want to write a whole book about that. (laughs) (laughs) So the other theme that you talk about, and it's interesting, I was kind of reflecting on the past few conversations I've had, and it comes up and over and over with women and entrepreneurs and people that are in this space with me of this balance as a woman, an entrepreneur, and our masculine and feminine energies. And I see you having this conversation a lot and I love it. And I'd love to hear your perspective of it, of how how does that tie into our branding? How does that tie into simply being authentic and real for the world? As women, you mean? I love this conversation. This is like one of my favorite conversations to be having lately. So I believe that hashtag future is female, right? Like women mm-hmm. are literally rising in a way they never have before. I mean, there is a, a movement of female entrepreneurship, female empowerment, women supporting women. Like it's real. It's happening. I'm here for it. And in part of that experience and this new expression of us owning things, like quite literally and figuratively, we have to be in our masculine. Women need to Mm -hmm. empower themselves to be in the energy of the divine masculine, which includes, in my understanding, the elements, the energies of assertion, action, leadership, creation, fire, going, confidence, problem solving, linear thinking, like decision making, like that's all beautiful, necessary, masculine energy. That is, you know, divine. But there's been a total imbalance in the patriarchy and in the world where where women think that in order to succeed, they have to over-index into those energies. And we have lost, or in many, many instances forgotten, our innate Mm -hmm. gifts as women in the divine feminine. And those are the elements and energies of compassion and emotions and empathy and intuition and creativity and beauty and stillness and softness 
and quiet, like those are the elements that actually make us so magical as women. And we forget the power of those in business. And every woman I think is going to find, I believe their own harmony of both. For me, it's owning the fact that I like to make a lot of money. I like to be in control. I like to have, you know, the power in the room. I like to, I'm really good at leadership and assertion and problem solving. Like I have learned that is a muscle in my body that I have learned how to flex and I've gotten, I've gotten stronger and stronger each and every day with that. But I also am unapologetic in the way that I love my team and tell them I do by painting my whole office pink and putting crystals and sage and, you know, plants everywhere that really create the super feminine temple. I call my office my temple, right? I communicate in a way that is intuitive. I manage and give feedback to my team in a way that is compassionate. I don't over-index, or at least I try not to, in the masculine, in being a female CEO. I've really been unapologetic with, I'm a, I'm going to dress like a woman. I'm going to sh- talk like a woman. I'm going to walk through the world like a woman as a leader while still making shit happen. And I think mm-hmm. that we, I don't want to generalize here, but I think there's a lot of women who are too much on one far side of the spectrum. Like they're over-masculine and they they're burnt out and they're sick and they're, they're repressed. (laughs) And then there's women over here who are so much in their feeling and creativity and ideas that they can't really get anything done. And so I am really interested in the narrative around how are, how are we weaving together all sides of ourselves to step forward with, to your, you know, to your question with, with more authenticity, but also with more effectiveness and also self-care and nourishment. Mm -hmm. Because being a woman and feeling into our femininity, I mean, there's nothing, there's no better feeling. Well, it's interesting you talk about that because I think it, at least in my experience, blending or harmonizing those energies is also a daily practice. It can feel like the pendulum within is swinging. Always, totally. So what are the, are they the same practices you're using or are there other practices? How do you navigate that? Yeah, I mean, I've gotten... I've gotten more confident. Can if I'm going to be honest, mm-hmm. like those first years of, of running Simply Be, I was like, "Got to be the boss. I got to be, you know, I've got to like build a business." And I burnt out. Like I was working like crazy. There was no space for me. There was like, I mean, all I did was work. Mm-hmm. And that's somewhat what you kind of feel like you have to do when you're starting something. And now, you know, Simply Be is bigger than me. It's this machine. But I've trusted through the process that like, okay, I can talk to my team about serendipity in the universe and why we, you know, magnetize clients by our vibration. You know, I can like have those conversations with my team now without feeling an iota of apology or weird. I can like own it in a way because I've been able to validate my own strengths in the masculine in a way to really, truly unapologetically lead with with my feminine. I take a lot more time for myself. I hold way bigger boundaries. I color coded my calendar. This is actually a fun hack. My work meetings are blue and my entire calendar on Google would just be like one huge block of blue every single day. And then what I did is I started to color code uh, workouts are yellow, 
uh, self-love, like my facials and my Botox and my massage self-love is green. Um, that also includes therapy sessions. Uh, creativity is pink. Um, date nights with my husband are orange. Like basically I created a rainbow and my schedule each and every week has to look like a rainbow. And if it doesn't, I I'm like out of balance. Like I have to incorporate the me time. And that has been a huge shift. And, um, is it perfect? No. Are there many weeks where it's way more blue than anything? Of course. But those are the sort of data points that I've become more conscious around of how can Mm -hmm. I really create the space to be myself, not just do things, but to be. Mm -hmm. And that has, that's been transformational. I mean, simply be keeps growing. Knock on wood. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you've created a culture that's reflective of that as well. Yes. And that's important. Thank you. So you talk a little about a roadmap in the book and without, you know, just we'll leave breadcrumbs for those who are going to go buy the book and read it themselves. But you talk about this roadmap to building more confidence and building your brand and ultimately a platform in order to live the life that we deserve. Give me like an insider tip to what those roadmaps might look like without we'll just tease out so people go read, but what what does that really look like? So I've created a methodology at Simply Be. So uh, for very many years, you know, we're testing and learning how to like brand people because it's hard. People are Mm -hmm. complicated. Different. Yeah. And everyone's different. And so we created a methodology at Simply Be that I trademarked and I put into my book. And that's really the roadmap. And at the highest level, it's like, messaging, content creation, strategy, PR, social. And it's just sort of this arc that I take the reader on of really learning how to build it for themselves using our methodology through tools, through through actual worksheets and the frameworks. I mean, my book is kind of a workbook as much as it is a book. Mm-hmm. And, and yet it's encapsulated by these two sections. Like the middle section of the book is called Be Your Brand, which is like all about how to build it. But the first section is Be Real, which is all about demystifying what you think this whole space is about. And then mm-hmm. the sec, the final section is be free. And it's actually my favorite section of the book because I don't think that people, when it comes to building their roadmap, I think that people don't really do it or don't go all, go all in, not because they don't have the time or they don't have the, the skill set to craft a perfect Instagram caption. Like that's all BS and excuses. It's people don't feel like they deserve it. They don't feel like they're worthy of being seen in the light for who they really are. And so my actual roadmap in the book is guiding mm-hmm. people through unpacking those self-limiting beliefs. And the the tools are just there to support that journey. That That's really what I'll, I'll give away, like the, the breadcrumbs, mm-hmm. but it's, it is a very tactical book. And at the same time, it's all about personal empowerment. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think you talk, I know about this hologram, this idea that we are, right? And you have this framework of the hologram, but that we are, and I love you said earlier about projecting onto each other, but when we kind of drop all that and we show up, we create real connection and social media is transforming. Yes. I think the days of the perfect Instagram grid are gone, right? People want to see real, real and in action. And are you seeing more and more changes coming? I am. I mean, I think I think COVID really like changed the game in, in a lot of ways. I think people got more creative than ever. 
Mm-hmm. I think people leaned into social in a way that they never had had to before to create community and to connect and to share and to support each other. I mean, like the IG co-hosted live, you know, like took off in COVID, mm-hmm. like people jumping on lives with each other and clubhouse, mm-hmm. like people trying to find the antidotes to not being able to socialize in real life. We turned to social media to really connect in this, in this only way that we could. I think at the same time, people really reorganized their priorities and, you know, not everybody wants to be plugged in 24 seven, working nine to five, five days a week. Like people want more autonomy and balance and freedom and disconnection from their technology. And so I think that a couple things happened and it's trending in a way where we're, we're coming online. We're really understanding the power of this thing called social while also giving ourselves the space and the respect to do it our way and kind of chucking the, the, the rules. Like I think people have become more and more authentic and transparent in general than we ever have before. There's still a lot of crap on social. Like it can be, you know, a, a pretty toxic place depending on who you follow. But I say this in my book. I mean, you get to curate your own social media experience. Like it's, it's your feed. So Follow who you want to follow and that lights you up, feed your brain with things that light you up and be sure to be sharing things that are feeding the brains of other people. And you're mm-hmm. doing it right. Don't overthink it. And unfollow the ones that aren't making you feel great. Exactly. Block <laughs> the ones that make you, you know, like there's, you are so much more empowered on social media than you give yourself credit for. Mm. Yeah. We do a lot of mindless consuming. We sure do. And what was your personal big takeaway from COVID? Any big changes for you? Oh my gosh, what a good question. Um, I would say that, you know, I mean, I'm gonna, this might be a little controversial. <laughs> All right, um, we can take it. <laughs> I just don't, I'm very clear that I'm not part of the matrix. I, I didn't, I didn't feed into the fear. I really mm-hmm. didn't. I mean, I did for a few months. We all did like back in March, April, even May, but something really started to shift and I started to sort of see the, the media in a different way. I mean, the media has always been like toxic, but here's what I'll say. Let me back up. During the first few weeks of the pandemic, I caught a video on YouTube from this chick named Elizabeth April, who's like a psychic medium who I became really close to. And, she, and she's in fact become a friend, but she blew up in COVID and she channels like the Palladians. She channels like all sorts of different spirit guides. And she said in this one video that I just happened to catch, it was super random. She said at the beginning, she said, there's going to be a huge static of fear in the atmosphere on planet earth for the next year. And it's the people who are going to, who are able to click out of the fear, like almost think about it, like, mm-hmm. like TV static, like, right. Those people who are like able to turn the dial and like click out, go to a different station. That's clear are the people that are going to manifest a lot right now in this time. And I took that and I really heard that. And I was like, all right, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to succumb to the fear. I'm going to stay in the light. I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to like not subscribe to the mania. And I'm just, I'm going to focus on service and I'm going to be show up every day as a a positive leader for my team. And we grew 40% in COVID simply be took off. Like we hired four or five new people. We got more client. Like we had the biggest year of our business. And I really just took away to answer your question. Like 
we are really truly controllers of our own reality. And we really have to be, we have to have dominion over our own minds and our own bodies and not give away our power. And when we do that, it's so much more effortless. Mm-hmm. And that, so that was, I think, one of my, my biggest takeaways from COVID. That's a big one. Yeah. That's a great one. Thanks. And maybe the perfect segue into joy. Where is joy showing up for you these days? Oh, I love How this. Are you Where am I rocking my joy? Cultivating it. Yeah. <laughs> um, How are you rocking your joy? Um, well, a lot of places, you know, in full transparency, and I know you can probably relate to this because you're a mom. Um, I'm not of a child, but I am a mom of two dogs and um, a book. I birthed a book and it was truly like a birthing. It was so vulnerable and so massive and so all encompassing and consuming. And for the, a good three months after the launch, I fell into what I would qualify as a postpartum. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people talk about, had talked to me before about the post author like blues. And I was like, okay, I'm sure I'll face it. I thought it'd last a week or two. It lasted months and I really like was in a super dark place, super, super raw, cried every day, you know? So this question is really, really relevant because I'm like turning a corner. Like I feel like I'm getting my light back and I feel more myself than I have in a long time. And my joy is, is abundant. And so I, I'm finding that in my husband and I just moved into a beautiful new apartment in Chicago. We actually downsized so that we can upsize. We're looking to buy a house in Nashville and just decorating my home and making it beautiful. I have two dogs that are literally, literally the love of my whole freaking life. You can see a picture of them right there. <laughs> and um, I like, I just cherish like my home space. My husband and I are, we're working on our marriage. We're in a really good place. Like he brings me joy. My staff, I just hired a bunch of new people, like coming into this office that is finally decorated and furnished after being gone for a year of COVID and, and just coming in yeah. every day, like being with my team, serving my clients. The fact that I'm healthy, I have a, you know, a, a strong fit body that gets me up every day and walks me through the world with no issues. Like that brings me so much joy. You know, I've been really trying to experience gratitude, which um, my Reiki healer told me yesterday is the, what'd she say? She said, gratitude is the shortcut to the divine. And yeah, so I'm, I'm in a lot of joy these days, but it's simple stuff. It always is. Yeah, it always is. The more I, this over this year, I can't tell you with 100% consistency that we all find joy in the simple stuff. It's not always the big moments, but it's in in turning the corner though. I love that. And I'm glad your light is shining bright. Thank you, Anya. And your light is shining just as bright. And thank you for, mm-hmm. it's. It, you know, I don't know if you share, share this or will in the intro, but you know, you were my, one of my clients and we helped you, you know, just define your brand and get it off the ground and you've really taken it and run with it. And I'm so happy for you. And I love that you're really living your life on your terms and rocking your joy. And this podcast has become such a beautiful part of your platform and community. And it's just super full circle to be on your show. Yes, I know. This, I remember sitting with you and talking about a podcast and it was just an idea. And then we launched in the midst of COVID and so it is actually 
a beautiful full circle to be here with you having this conversation as I'm also preparing for the next chapter of rocking my joy and really living in my authentic path. So I'm really honored that you were here. I will share all of the links and everything to your book. It's such a great roadmap and, as you say, workbook for anyone who is trying to find their voice and trying to figure out how to navigate the craziness of so many platforms and so many places and just this reassurance that we can be and that's enough. Thank you. Thank you for your message and for being here and sharing space with me. Thank you for sharing space with me. I, I, I always love coming on and conversations and talking about how women can step forward and to more authenticity and, and joy, which are so, so tight, tied together and connected. And I'm just so happy for, for you and kind of jealous that you're going to California. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was beautiful today to be with you and to see your face. And thank, yeah. thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Thank you. If you love this podcast, and I so hope you did, please subscribe. That way you'll get real-time updates anytime I post a new episode. Feeling inspired and want to share the joy? Leave a review so others can find the podcast more easily. Want to hang out more with me? You can find me on the interwebs at www.anyarock.com. That's A-I-N-E-R-O-C-K. And I'm also on Instagram at Anya underscore rock your joy. Till next time, rock your joy. This episode was produced by Dante32.